0: Kristen I am so excited about this week's episode. Oh really why is that? While we are highlighting Mary's memo it is not for the recipe instead we're going to focus on a lifestyle tip that inspired a recipe. So I guess that you could say today we're going with a theme. Ooh I love a good theme. What is it? It's apples. Oh you mean like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Oh exactly but better. Today it's an apple cake a day. I love that. Let's do it. Welcome to Mom's Wooden Spoon. Get your apron on and your fanny flicker ready as we cook up some nostalgia. Ooh, yummy. Hi, this is Carrie And this is Kristen. And welcome to National Apple Month. Woohoo! We love apples. So looking through Mary's memo, we are going to deviate a little bit and we're going to do a recipe that is not included in a memo, but it is inspired by the words of Mary. It definitely is. And it is the best recipe ever. I'm so excited about the recipe. Can't <laughs> even tell you. Okay, so the Mary's memo we're working off of is from March 21st of 1977 and the reason that we picked this one is because it starts with an apple a day may keep pounds away. Ooh, I could use some of that. We decided <laughs> to change it up a little to an apple cake a day um yeah which is not going to keep pounds away it will not but it'll taste so much better uh, and it'll make me so happy it brings back such great memories so the recipe is our father's favorite cake of all time oh yeah You cannot go wrong with dad's apple cake. Never. It is a birthday cake, a coffee cake. An anniversary cake. I'm hungry and I want some cake. Oh my gosh, my daughters are visiting. I need some cake. Cake. Yes. Yeah. All of those things. But so to divert back to the Mary's memo and what kind of started all of this is this kind of not even a diet is at all what she presents. I think it's like a healthy eating tips, kind of a way to get you started being more in the moment, you know, to think about being present as you eat foods, because, you know, I probably starting in the 70s with TV dinners and watching TV as you ate. And my goodness, we certainly do it today. We watch TV while we eat or we sit on the couch and eat. Yes, we are not in the moment enjoying that food and recognizing the food that's in our mouth not at all and so Mary not a fad diet no not one um, she picked one and I'm going to tell you it is called the better than a diet program and the long and the short of this better than a diet program is to take an apple every day and be one with (laughs) the apple smell the apple cut the apple Peel the apple. Now smell the apple again. Then taste the apple, but only a tiny bite. What do you taste? What are the aromas of the apple? (laughs) It is, you know, basically spend 15 minutes with this apple, eating, recognizing. In general, the idea is, is, just as you said, Pay attention to what you're eating. I remember back when we were kids, our Aunt Sandy did that diet where, well, it wasn't really a diet. She said, chew every piece of food a hundred times. Every time. Every time. Yep. You know, she she was serious. Dinner was cold by the time we, we finished eating dinner after trying that. But it was another way to kind of think about what you were eating. Yes. You know, as we're talking about diet plans or, you know, eating plans, I actually found this article online that was written by a woman very recently. And it was called, I ate like a 1970s housewife. And here's what happens. I saw that and I didn't open it. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't because it is the craziest fad diet I've ever heard of. It is basically eggs, wine, and steak. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is called... The wine and eggs diet. Did you look it up too? Not through that, but it was absolutely a fad diet of the 70s. Oh my gosh, this woman said she was so drunk and so sick at the end of every day. She goes, you know, I drink wine, I eat eggs and steak, but just nothing but wine and eggs and steak. She had to give it up. How could you not? So what I read is that you started with an egg and a glass of wine, and then you had whatever they dictated for lunch and a glass of wine, and then you <laughs> ate, again, whatever they told you to, and the rest of the bottle... The rest of the bottle. One bottle allowed per day, it said. Yes, An entire bottle of wine a day day. and no carbs to kind of soak it up. That's right. So it's breakfast is one egg, hard boiled, one glass of white wine, dry, preferably Chablis. Oh, Oh. (laughs) (laughs) and black coffee. Mm. Lunch, it gets even better. Two eggs, hard boiled is best, but poached if necessary. Why That makes a difference. I don't know. Now, wait a minute two glasses of white wine at lunch. Imagine if you were at work. no. You couldn't do this. No. This would be a housewife. Although in the 70s, I don't believe it was incredibly uncommon to have the booze drawer at work. True. Our dad had a candy drawer while he was a (laughs) school principal. So (laughs) no booze drawer. No, but I liked the candy drawer a lot better than a booze drawer. Yes. You were were six. That's true. That's true. (laughs) All right. And then dinner is a five ounce steak now specifically grilled with black pepper and lemon juice. Mm. Oh, delicious. Remainder of the white wine and more black coffee. Wow. So kudos to Mary for doing a well-balanced non-fad diet, because I will tell you, there was no shortage of fad diet options in the 70s. No, not at all. I think our mom did every one of them. I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her, and I could not find anything about this, mentioning to me recently that she did one, that you took your most favorite food in the world, and you opened it, and you smelled it, and you licked it, and then you put it away. Oh. But like within sight. Torture. Yes. I do have another fad diet. I have two. Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. I feel like I need to tell you. I think you do. And I feel like I need to tell you before we start measuring sugar, well, because they're a diet. That's right. So let's get the diet part over with so then we can make the world's best apple cake. Right. Which you should have one of a day. Forget these diets. You really should. And folks, this is one recipe you are going to want to go to our website and find every time we make this. Oh, it's a hit. It is a huge hit. And people ask me for this recipe mm-hmm. constantly. My husband, who hates all cake, yeah, loves this. It is the moistest cake ever. You said moist. moist. <laughs> you can't go wrong with it. And I scoured the interwebs looking for this cake recipe. You can't find it. It is nowhere. I found close variations of it, but nowhere did I find this recipe or something like it. No. We have no idea where it came from. You cannot find it in the 1970s sexy pineapple diet. <laughs> sexy pineapple. They are not calling pineapple sexy. Oh, oh, you will be sexy if you eat pineapple. Yes. Okay. And the idea is is that there's something in it that will make you oh gosh, I don't know the word sex stub. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, They're aphrodisiacs. You're kidding me. According to these people, you eat normally, and then two days a week, you just eat pineapple. Oh, my. That is not healthy. Oh, not even close. Your blood sugar would be through the roof on those days. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. And do you remember those diet pills that mom used to have? They were called, unfortunately, they were called AIDS, A-Y-D-S. No. Yep. They were really popular in the 1970s and 1980s until actual disease AIDS came out. And then they totally took them off the market. Of course. Yeah. But they were these little candies, like chocolate candies, or you can get them in caramel. I remember mom telling me, do not touch these. They look like chocolate. They smell like chocolate, but they are a medicine. Yep. Wow. And what was crazy is that the advertisements for these say, no drugs, all natural, just vitamins and healthy, good for you supplements. And they're chock full of uppers. I mean, yes, really. You know, the, when they first came out, and I think the 1950s, they were made with benzocaine, which is in oragel. It totally numbed your mouth. You couldn't feel the food. You couldn't taste the food. How horrible would that be? Well, then, why would you want to eat? You wouldn't want to eat. That would be horrific. Oh, that's mean. That was really bad. And so then they switch a route, I think in like late 60s, early 70s, and they put in a med that's not only a stimulant. Um, that was found in over the counter cough and cold medicines. It was also found in veterinary medicine oh. as an incontinence med for dogs. What? <laughs> so that sounds healthy to be oh, taking that. For sure. So bad. So basically, they were uppers. You don't remember these at all, right? That no, mom taken them? Not at all. She had them in the little medicine cabinet off of the guest bathroom. Yes. That was off of our laundry room. Do you yes, remember that med- I do. medicine cabinet? Well, I started thinking about that bathroom, which made me think of the countertop that was in that bathroom. Do you remember it? Oh, so very well. It had it was like sepia tones, yes, and it had what looked like old clippings of old newspapers, yes, old advertisements from like the eighteen hundreds, yes, and they had similar countertop on Wendy's tables. And on the uh, wallpaper in Subway restaurants back in the 80s. Oh, how funny. Yes, I found a picture of it and it brought back memories because you would sit on the toilet (laughs) and And read the ads. ads. (laughs) So I'll put that on the website. You can all see what it was. But I mean, I could instantly pick out which one it was. There were a variety of choices on the interwebs. Yes. And I found it. Well, because you recognize the ads you'd read oh so many times. Oh so many times. <laughs> that's so funny. But now back to the to the AIDS. Yes. Diet supplement. Very healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good for you. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a little garage sailing back when we were in Ohio mm-hmm. and I got a hold of some 1970s good housekeeping magazines. Oh. Yeah. I thought that's a goldmine. Oh, they were a Mm goldmine. And they had an actual AIDS advertisement. They had two of them, but my favorite one was called the fat dress. What? Yes. And here was the advertisement. It had a woman who I didn't think was fat. You know, she just looked normal in this flowy kind of blue caftan. And here's what the top said. Yards and yards of loose flowing material can cover up Yards and yards of loose-flowing body. What? Oh, yes, but it gets worse. But like all cover-ups, it's only that. Eventually, you have to come to grips with the real thing. Underneath it all, you're fat. Shut your face! <laughs> yes. That's horrible! It is. Now, it goes on to kind of be sympathetic to the fat woman. <laughs> in it we just want to help you get that fat fatty right let us help you yes that unsightly fat from your body now that we've insulted you take these chocolate non-drug drugs and your life will be better wow yeah that's some serious fat shaming going on there big time i'm there was tons of fat shaming in the 1970s Mm -hmm. no wonder our mom dieted all the time and she was not fat No, right. It was kind of what you needed to do. Right. You know, they just made it as if you want to, I'm going to air quote, take care of yourself. You need to do these things. Right. I mean, even Mary says at the end of her Apple a day comment is that she is going to do this to kind of fit better into her spring fashion to make them look better on her. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think it was a mentality of the time. Right. Right. Not that the, spring fashions were cut in an unflattering way. Right. No, you need to alter your body to right. fit. Wow. Interesting. It is. Yeah. Okay, so that was kind of a downer. It was, I'm sorry. But I, I've i got the fix. You have an upper much like AIDS? <laughs> I do. <laughs> really, if I had to pick a fad diet in the yeah. 70s, this is the one I would want to follow. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. It's called the Sleeping Beauty Diet. It's, oh, Premise is very simple. Okay. Hungry? Go take a nap. <laughs> I had a boss one time when I was struggling to to stay on a diet. She goes, huh, "I don't worry about diets. If I get home and I want to eat, 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 I just go to bed." Yeah. <laughs> well, she apparently followed the Sleeping Beauty Sleeping diet. diet. You know what? I guess that wouldn't be so bad. Family and for yourself, I'm going to bed. I don't know. Can you <laughs> sleep twenty four seven? I probably could. <laughs> now if it was unhealthy in the yeah. fact that if you actually couldn't fall asleep, it recommended you take something to make you fall asleep. Oh my because, goodness! You know, drugging yourself was a far better option than eating. Apparently, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Sleeping but beauty. Sleeping diet. beauty. So the next time I go take a nap, yes. I'm going to be. Oh no no no! I'm not napping. I'm dieting. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't think is actually any better, but probably not. Okay. So enough of all that craziness. Let's move on to the world's best apple cake. Yep. If you try this at home and you disagree, you're wrong. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way you can. This is I'm not kidding. This is awesome. So let's read out what's in this one. Let's see. The cool thing about this is you peel the apples and you put them in a bowl with the sugar and oil. Yes. And you let it sit until the sugar is almost completely dissolved into that oil. You kind of stir it up and it does something to the cake that the sugar sitting in that oil for that long and that much oil has got to make moist cake. Oh, it's an insane amount of oil. It is. Plus it kind of marinates the apples so they don't get brown. That's you right. Know, none of that happens. No. And so it has your typical apple cake ingredients, yeah. vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg. Yeah. And, you know, we'll put in some salt, some baking powder, eggs. And then four cups of apples, thinly sliced. So we got out my old-fashioned apple slicer peeler Mm -hmm. gizmo that you kind of hook on the countertop. And we will see if it actually stays hooked to the countertop. You may hear a very loud noise and somebody go, oh my gosh, it's because it flew off. Well, it'll it'll be me. I'm the designated (laughs) apple core peeler Peeler. user. Um, So Kristen and I are going to have a race as to who can prepare the most apples, I've already started no, 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 she's no, no, no. cheating now I' love- surprised by this, no no, we are not <laughs> now, Mom taught me how to to peel apples. you just kind of move the knife towards your thumb, which I was always scared of as a kid, but you know, talk about. Super easy. I'm almost done with this apple. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't figure out how to get mine started because the (laughs) little machine keeps wiggling, woggling. Yeah, that was my concern. It doesn't fit on the countertop very tightly. Mm -hmm. Now, what it says is to cut your apple and core your apple and then just kind of make thin slices. But I don't ever do slices that are the full length of the apple. I like to cut each apple slice in half. So they're little, like, inch-long, thin pieces of apple. We don't have, like full on big slices. Is that how you do it too? Yes, absolutely. Yep. So I'm getting the core out of this one as Carrie's still struggling. Oh my gosh. This machine (laughs) stinks. Oh my goodness. So as we're doing this, you know, this is dad's favorite cake of Mm -hmm. all time. It is. And when I told him that we would be making this, his comment was, oh, do I have a fact for you? And you really need to share this on your podcast. Really? Yes. And so he was very, very amused by this. The fact that apple seeds contain cyanide. Oh. Yes. And you would have to eat 150 <laughs> to a few thousand apple seeds crushed up to die or to kill someone. Perfect. So please don't do this to someone because <laughs> Kristen and <laughs> Carrie told you to. <laughs> we are not recommending it as no. a food source. If you do it because you heard it on this podcast, please just blame our dad. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He is. He just thought this was the funniest, coolest fact. All right. Oh, we have two apples done. All right. Not too shabby. We need, I think we have a total of six apples, but I think it may be too much. Yes. I looked online to see how many apples it took to make a cup. I don't remember what the answer was. I think maybe like a medium apple makes one cup of apple slices. So we should theoretically need four. Okay. Smelling apples reminds me of when we went trick-or-treating, the doctor who lived in our neighborhood (gasps) gave apples. Red, delicious. And I used to beg our father to not make me have to go to his house. Oh, my god! And he would be like, no, you're going to go and you're going to take his... Stupid apple. And- <laughs> the doctor who did this didn't mean to be sneaky or ugly about it. No. But there was a man in our neighborhood. <laughs> he was a dentist. That's true. So that's true. That made sense. Yes. But there was a man in our neighborhood who loved to trick kids, especially the greedy ones. Do you remember he would have a jar that yes. had a narrow mouth full of coins yes. and he would go take all that you want and so greedy kids would reach their hand in get their fist full of coins and then couldn't get their hand out of the jar do you remember that i totally remember so how did you take coins out do i took one yeah me too yeah yeah had i taken more my dad who yeah, was waiting at the end of the driveway would have made me take them back <laughs> All right, so we have the apples in the bowl, and now we're gonna measure out the oil and get that in there and mix it in with the sugar, and we're gonna let that sit for a bit. So let's see, it is how much oil? One cup. One cup. Okay. I can Mm -hmm. handle that. I got out the liquid measuring cup for that. And I will add the sugar in. Okay. And so while we are doing these things, I also called our father to let him know we were (laughs) making his apple cake. And I called him because I got thinking about the whole saying an apple a day. Mm Mm-hmm. And obviously it's not true. Right. Yeah. So it made me think about other things that parents say to their children that are not true. You know, there's a million of them, right? right? You sit too close to the television, you'll go blind, you cross your eyes, they'll stay that way. I don't know, there's a million. Anyway, so I got thinking of the falsehoods that our father liked to tell us. And one of his favorites was if you pee in the middle of the road you'll get a sty in your eye I told someone that just a couple weeks ago I got a sty, and I, well, like, I must have been peeing in the middle that's of the what road. I said and they were like what what? <laughs> what what are you talking about I'm like well that's what my dad said they're like okay <laughs> as a little girl I really contemplated how that would happen And I decided you must sit on like the little grate that the water goes down and pee there. Because, I mean, what a messy affair to pee in the middle of the road. Oh, gosh, that's horrible. (laughs) I really put thought into it. You did. I I didn't think about it that much. another of our father's favorites... Is if you see a round barn, you know a man died in there. Yes, he did. And how did he die? He yes. died because he couldn't find a corner to pee in. Wow. Oh my gosh, our dad is full of urine jokes. <laughs> That's true. Wow. <laughs> so I had those two. I remembered them. And so I had to call him because there was one more. And I, I couldn't remember, I remembered the result. I couldn't remember the action. Mm-hmm. And so I called him. I'm like, dad, what is it that you have to do to put hair on your chest? <laughs> and he, he's like, Oh, anything, you want. anything you, eat, you want. You eat hot sauce. That'll put hair on your chest. <laughs> you uh eat horseradish, that'll oh, put hair on your so chest. So anything strong and flavored or drink well, black coffee, that'll put hair on your chest. So I actually found a website of the top ten things <laughs> That will put hair on your chest. You are kidding me. I am going to avoid those at all costs. Well, at least it's not put hair on your chin. (laughs) And I'm going to get to the age where I do not want to have any more hair on my chin that I might have to pluck. right. right. My (laughs) tweezers are dulled from the action. (laughs) So I looked it up and there were other things. And then I had a conversation with your husband. Oh. And he could like. Zip him off. What? Yes. He knew a whole bunch. Well, I guess this must be something that men think about constantly. How could I get more hair on my chest? Let me eat horseradish. Eating the crust of bread <laughs> puts hair on your chest. What are some more? Um... Drinking whiskey. Okay. Obviously, that was not said to children. Right. Um, Gosh, I can't remember. Those were the top ones that struck me. But we'll put a link to that website for sure on our website. Because... I mean, you have to know. There's 10 things you could do to quickly add some hair to your chest. My son might like that. And again, I am going to avoid those foods at all costs. My husband was sitting in the room as I had the conversation with my dad. And my husband loves hot sauce. Oh, yeah. And so he heard me repeat, hot sauce puts hair on your chest. And he goes, ha ha, sure doesn't. Oh, poor guy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's funny. Well, I'm so glad you had a nice conversation with our dad. I had the how to poison someone with cyanide conversation. So, (laughs) well, yours was nice, but also a lot about urine. So, (laughs) and hair on On your chest. Hair on your chest. (laughs) Well, you know, we're letting this sit for about five minutes, five to 10 minutes. I like to let it sit. For just as long as the sugar, you don't see the sugar granules anymore. It's kind of combined with the oil. I took a picture for you all of what it looked like when we just stirred in the sugar and the oil. You could see the, the grains. And now it's only been a few minutes and it's already starting to look more liquefied. But we'll give it just a few more. It's science in action. Ooh la la. So while that sits, you move on to the second part of the recipe, which is adding all the cake stuff and making that. That's right. We could just mix all the dry ingredients um, in something else and then dump it in? Yeah. Okay. So works. we'll mix them up in here. Okay, so we need eggs, flour, and flavorful things. Okay, so here's the bowl. Why don't you mix up the eggs in that? Because right. they're Ooh. eggs mixed well. There's one eggy poo. Excellent. And here we go again. Second eggy poo. <laughs> All right. And so I don't think that we really should do this in in a separate bowl. You just mix the eggs, and then we'll go ahead and put it all in the single bowl. I never mix the stuff separately. I just dump it all into the cake and stir, stir, stir. See, guys, this is why the cake is so great. I don't make it like Carrie. Carrie doesn't make it like me. And every single time, it turns out perfectly. Apparently, mine turns out better. (laughs) no, Okay. As we were talking about apples and making this recipe, I was thinking about Johnny Appleseed. Oh, I thought of him as you were talking about how to murder people with apples. Oh, right. I don't think he went around murdering people with apples, though, Carrie. (laughs) No, no, but dad knows a lot of stories. He's a big fan of Johnny Appleseed. He is. I um, read about Johnny Appleseed and the apples that he planted and, you know, took the seeds all around the area we grew up and they were not your eating apples. No. They were really tart and bitter and they were purely grown to make cider Mm -hmm. because, you know, in those times, a lot of the drinking water would have mm-hmm. been so really bad. bad, filled with bacteria. And, you know, in the area where we live was called the Black Swamp. So mm-hmm. you can imagine, you know, what type of water was there. And so, yes, these apples were almost exclusively grown to make cider and applejack and so you don't drink black swampy water you drink the cider so basically everyone That's a good call. Uh, well yeah but basically everyone you know living at that time was like they were on the 1970s wine diet right <laughs> <laughs> You can have non-alcoholic cider. That's true. But but what I read is, ain't nobody was making that Oh. Yeah. Um, So now I'm putting in our vanilla. and Keep going. You can never get too much vanilla. Oops, I spilled a little too much. Two teaspoons of vanilla. I have in the two teaspoons of cinnamon, one teaspoon of nutmeg, one and a half teaspoons of the baking powder, and one teaspoon of the salt. And here come the eggs. Okay. We're just going to mix it all together together. Exciting. That makes the worst (laughs) oogie moogie sound as you stir it. Remember how I said this cake is (laughs) moist? Well, it makes a very moist sound when you stir it. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) The cool thing about this cake is Mm, that... So many things are cool about this cake. You don't have to grease and flour the pan. No. You You don't have to grease it at all. There's so much oil in the cake that... Yep. And we're just going to throw it into a nine by 13 pan. Yep. I mean, it's the same pan that uh, our mom used for all of our birthday cakes. Absolutely. Decorated fancily on the top or (laughs) would cut them so that the nine by 13 became the shape of the number one. I was looking at old pictures and mom made me a a hot air balloon cake. A clown cake. Yes, I think um, you had a Raggedy Ann cake. I don't remember that one. I guess with licorice, have. red oh, licorice oh, hair. Cool. Why do I remember that? I don't know. I had a Miss Piggy cake. Oh, I love Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was pretty crafty with cutting those cakes up. She did a hand. great job. Yeah. Or or we'd have a, one of these 9x13 sheet cakes, and she would just draw. She drew Kermit the Frog on one of mine, and it looked exactly like it. Wow. Like him. She was really good. Do you remember any of the ones that you had? I nope. didn't find any pictures of those. I don't think she loved you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have decorated cakes like that? I didn't have birthday parties. Oh, that's no. right. <laughs> just—I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what? Your birthday's on Halloween. Yeah, odds so. are pretty good that most of my parties were Halloween type cakes. So they—I didn't—I don't think I had that variety. Apparently, my mom likes to tell the story: is she had asked me, I'd had multiple Halloween themed birthday parties. And so I was, I don't know, six or seven at this point. And she's like, Well, Carrie, would you like something other than a costume party for your birthday? And I looked at her like shocked and dismayed. And I said, Why would I do that? <laughs> so apparently, no, all of my birthday cakes must have been holiday themed. I guess they must have yeah, been. Yeah, I don't remember any of them. I don't I did could not find a single picture of any birthday cakes of yours. I saw your birthday parties. Yeah. But no, not a single cake. And So we're going to put this cake in. I have spread it into the pan, a 9 by 13 inch pan. Did I do it right, Kiri? Did I do it right? Very, very beautifully well. Thank you. Thank you. And we are going to put that into our already preheated oven, preheated to 350. We will pop that in. We're going to let that bake for about 45 minutes and we'll get back with you real soon. We have removed from the oven, the most beautiful apple cake. Mm -hmm. It is gorgeous, it is golden brown. Well, shall I cut it up? Yeah, absolutely, go for it. Now the question is, how many slices do you cut it into? We had this conversation when writing down the recipe for you all, because Carrie and I had the original recipes. Mine was on a post it note that was dirty and oil splattered, and yours was on some type of an equally gross note. Yeah, right? from college. It was a free notepad, the oh college cake. God. So we wrote it on a nice recipe card for you all. And we kind of hemmed and hawed about serves how many. We had to look up how many people does a nine by 13 cake pan serve? Because in my mind, with apple cake, this nine by 13 pan would serve three. Yes. <laughs> I, I think it depends on the appetite of your family. So if you can serve 15 from this apple cake, good for you. And if you serve four, we totally understand that. Totally understand Mm -hmm. it. Now, would you like an end piece or a middle piece, Carrie? Oh, uh, any piece you want to give me, I will happily eat. All right. Let me take my handy dandy spatula that my lovely friend Julie found for us. How nice. Thank you, Julie. It is beautiful corningware handle. Wow. So 70s. The nice cornflower blue. Oh, it is gorgeous. That's awesome. Getting the first piece of cake out is always the trickiest. Yes, we'll oh. take a picture of that one. The spatula bends perfectly to get cake out. Oh. It's made for this. It's made for it. So, I'm going to give you the crispy mm-hmm. ends. Okay. So the top of our apple cake is naked. It is just <laughs> apple cake. We do not put sugar on it. We do not make glazes to put over no, the top of it. Not at all. It is just... Apple cake. Now, if you wanted to juice it up a little, mm-hmm. um, feel free, maybe some sugar sprinkled before it's, you know, completely cut. That's my piece. What are you doing? <laughs> this She's... is my piece. I'm taking the crumbs out from the pan before we even take our first bite. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> oh. okay. so... Can you stop talking? I want to taste this right now. <laughs> I think this is about the most excited we've ever been, only because we know this recipe and we know we love it so much. Yep, it smells heavenly. I can even smell the nutmeg, mm-hmm. the cinnamon, the house smells like a bakery. We have nice cups of coffee to go with our cake. Yes, um, and Carrie, I bought this Beautiful avocado green percolator. Wow. From Pat in Ohio when we last visited. That was the trip in which we found the final Mary's memo. Oh, my gosh. And an avocado green percolator. Yep. And Pat said it was her mom's. And so we have brewed ourselves up some delicious cups of coffee in it to have with our apple cake, which makes a delicious coffee cake. It does. And as we mentioned, anything cake. Okay, Kristen, I'm going to let you go first (gasps) because that's the kind of nice sister I am, plus the drool it's getting to me. I know, right? <laughs> yep. Well, you know, I'm eating gluten free because sometimes gluten makes me not feel so good. But I'm taking a bite of this cake. Hmm. She's digging in for a second bite, so I suppose I ought to chat at you while she continues. To it's so moist. Um, Carrie, you finish the podcast. I'll be over here with my coffee <laughs> and the cake. Uh-huh. We have, we have lost <laughs> Kristen to the apple cake. It's understandable. It's mm-hmm. it's easy to get lost into. Is it just as tasty? And it is so good. And it's still warm. And it's always good with a scoop of ice cream or some Cool Whip or, or, the, Whip or the real whipped cream. Mm-hmm. You really just can't go wrong. No, I mean, why don't you take a bite? I want to take a sip of my delicious coffee from our new Percolator. Right. Our new old Percolator. Our new old Percolator. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that good find. I know. I was just absolutely thrilled to find that. I have not had this cake in so long. It's been years. Yep. Mm, It may be better than I remember it. You really cannot beat this. And I know that, you know, we've said that a million times, but guys, you've got to try this cake. And not all of our recipes that we make on this show are going to be so delicious. No. But this one takes the cake. (laughs) Well, I am super happy to do an apple cake a day if we're eating this. I'm with you. I am (laughs) right there. Well, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some positive feedback. Otherwise, as my mom would say, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Don't make me get my wooden spoon. Thanks for listening to Mom's Wooden Spoon. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. If you want a copy of this recipe or to check out our blog, click on the link to our website in the podcast description. If you'd rather, you could get to our website through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Pick your poison. Don't say poison. We're making food.